Hi, this is Pauline Irene Stacy, and you are listening to Pop Culture Addicts. Welcome to Pop Culture Addicts, the weekly show that brings you interviews and discussions with people in our pop culture world. You know, that means we get to talk more about movies, more music, more video games, and more. <laughs> Don't miss a week. You never know who's going to be our next guest. So, okay, addicts, are you ready for your pop culture fix? Welcome to Pop Culture Addicts. Our guest today is an amazing author who has revolutionized the idea and the process behind how we clean, and has even taken some time to write a helpful book that's called No Time to Clean, Listen to Pauline. Now, that book is currently available on Amazon, where it has a plethora, and if you ever watched the movie Three Amigos, you know that that means a lot, of five-star ratings, and some really wonderful reviews about how much people have enjoyed this book, how it has changed how they live their everyday life, and what they're doing and moving forward. So we are very happy and proud to welcome the author, Pauline Irene Stacy to Pop culture addicts welcome to the show pauline hi thanks for having me so happy to be here uh so hey before we get into the meat and potatoes of anything that's that's really uh, about mm, your book uh, mm, potatoes are always good right <laughs> uh <laughs> the way that that your book has helped revolutionize and change the game when it comes to cleaning we also like i told you in the in the pre-show we love to hear people's backstories and kind of what you know got the person that's sitting uh, across from us at, the, at this virtual table to the spot where they're sitting at the across the table from us at this virtual table. So let's talk a little bit about your background and that that set the stage for the book. How did your background set the stage for you becoming an author? You, you're going to love this because we have to go all the way back to 33 years. Um, at the time, I, uh, I and I still do, I lived um, in Palm Beach County in South Florida. Um, I was um, a single parent with a five-year-old daughter. And I decided I wanted to do something um, to be a model for her. And so I decided I was going to go to college. So at 28 years old, I enrolled in college. Um, I would get her up in the morning or I would, you know, get up, work out, take her to school. And then I would go to school for four hours. And then, um, you know, to be able to survive because I wasn't getting any child support or anything like that, I was cleaning houses. This is kind of setting up a scenario that I hope you picture that I didn't have a whole lot of time on my hands. Right. And, um, so I would clean a house or two, and then I had to pick her up at six o'clock at daycare. And and I want to say back in those days, but I recently heard this is still true. If you don't pick your child up by six o'clock, they charge you $25 for every five minutes you're late. Oh, wow. So that was the impetus to make sure my butt was in the parking lot at six o'clock. Yeah, I bet. So, you know, when you, I'm sure everybody's had this experience. I call it like empty mind space because you're cleaning and you're just kind of like thinking random thoughts, right? So between that and having to kind of hurry up, one of the things I would do is I would challenge myself and I would just look at my watch and go, okay, this is the time. Last week, it took me this amount of time to clean. So I'm going to do it five minutes faster today. And I would try to figure out how to get it done five minutes faster. In between that happening and the endless thoughts that you have when you're cleaning, this one particular time, I had this thought. Um, I was studying business management at the time. And I had a class, I, I believe it was like manufacturing or something. And they were, um, we studied this case study. And I believe it was Ford Motor Company that, that the, the company was. 
And they had um, this experiment that they did with putting um, auto parts um, on a conveyor belt. And they would have people do like three or four different things to that part before it would move down to the next person. And then they took the same part and they had each person at the belt do only one thing to that part. And what they discovered was by doing just each person doing one thing at a time, it sped up the process tremendously. So, you know, I was just had this thought one time when I was cleaning and I'm like, if you look up the definition of cleaning in the dictionary, it says it's um, the action of making something clean. Okay. If you look up organizing in the dictionary, it's um, arranging things in a structure. Now you guys might start to be able to figure out where I'm going here, right? Um, because I realized that one of the reasons why I could do people's houses a little faster than they could is because what was I doing? I was doing one thing, the cleaning, okay? But I realized that even when I was cleaning, I was doing more than one thing at a time. So what most people do is they go in a room and they do the whole room. They'll do the dusting, the vacuuming, the windows, you know, whatever needs to be done, the organizing, then they get out and they go in another room. So I realized, let me try something different. So let's say that your weekly house cleaning um, day and time is Saturday at noontime. So you say, okay, Saturday noontime, it's time for me to do the weekly house cleaning. So you go in the kitchen and you say, I'm going to do the dishes first. So you start to do the dishes. Then you see something on the counter that doesn't belong there. And you pick it up and you're looking at it and you go, hmm, where does this go? And you're like, oh, that belongs in the bathroom. You walk clear across, across the house, right? You go in the bathroom, you go to open the drawer that it belongs in, and then the drawer's a mess. And you're like, oh my God, why is this drawer such a mess? And then you start organizing the drawer. Now you go all the way back to the kitchen, you're back to the dishes. And what does everybody say? Oh, cleaning takes so long. <laughs> But you haven't cleaned. (laughs) So if you can imagine, like this is what millions, maybe billions of people do around the planet every single day. So I realized, what if we just do one thing and just do just the dusting and just do just the vacuuming and so forth, okay? So that was the impetus for me to um, start thinking about how to or, uh, implement this system. Because the book, No Time to Clean, Listen to Pauline, is a book about a system um, that will make a huge difference in your life. And it really will. Um, and I love that you use that word revolutionize because that's how I think about it. It will revolutionize the way people do the weekly house cleaning. According to the American Cleaning Institute, They say that 34% of Americans don't think that they clean enough and that 31% of Americans think they don't clean correctly. The other thing that I I thought a lot about was that, um, you know, how guilty, right? And raise your hand if if this happens to you, how guilty you feel if whether, you know, you're charged, sometimes it's unspoken, right? Sometimes it's the female or sometimes you have couples where, one just is always cleaner than the other. It doesn't always necessarily have to be the female, but it's like you're unspokenly charged with the duty of, of the cleaning and that if it's not done, you know, and, and it just, you make, you feel guilty about it. And if you take a little bit of time to yourself, right? You want to, let's say you have a nine to five and you come home, you just want to unwind and you sit down and you have a cup of tea or whatever, a glass of wine, and you just throw the TV on just to 
kind of clear your mind and get you in a different mm-hmm. time set. And then you're just looking around and instead of relaxing, what are you doing? You're looking at how dirty the house is or how right. unorganized it is or whatever. And so right. I say that this book takes you to a guilt-free zone. And it does that because when you use a system, like with anything else in our lives, right? When there's a system, it helps us feel better about getting the job done because we know if we do one, two, three, four, five, six, the job is done. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, right? Instead of just randomly roaming around the house. Because if you think about house cleaning, no one's ever taught us how to clean. Even if you took a, like, what was that, home ec, right? In high school, some people took that class. They don't teach you how to clean a house. Now, you say, well, my mom taught me. What did she do? She gave you a rag and a can of dusting spray and said, go clean, right? There was no system involved, right? Mm-hmm. And so I teach people how to stop thinking about cleaning. And so what happened was when I got this idea, I got super excited, not for Pauline, but for everybody else. And of course, I was thinking about the people in my shoes, right? Single moms that were trying to better their lives, especially if you were going back to school or single moms with a couple of jobs, whatever. But then I just start thinking, wait, you know what? There's eight, well, at the time, I think it was 6 billion people on the planet, right? And I'm like, we all have to clean unless you're living in a cardboard box. You know what I mean? Like we all have to clean mm-hmm. and this could help everybody. And it's not, a, it's not a subject that we can escape. We have to deal with it, you know? So I was like, well, I'm going to write a book. I'm like, you know, 20 something years old, a <laughs> single mom. And I'm like, I don't know, write a book. And I just want you guys to know, back in those days, publishing a book was not like today. There was no self-publishing. There was no co-publishing. Actually, right. as the years went on, they did, they did come out with self-publishing, but it cost like thousands and thousands of dollars. If you wanted to publish a book and you went through the, the, the major, like what was there, like maybe three or four back in the di- those days, like I'm talking to you guys about um, late 80s, early 90s, um, you know, they were publishing novels and not, it wasn't, there wasn't a how to do crazy or do it yourself crazy yet. You know what I mean? Right. They came to the mid 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, exactly. And so I just decided before I put, you know, my heart and soul into this project, I wanted to do a little bit of research. Well, keep going back to those days again. And there was no internet. (laughs) So it was the old fashioned brick and mortar bookstore. So I would take my daughter and myself after we had all our days of education and house cleaning and we'd go home and eat. And I'd drive to the bookstore and I'd sit on the floor in front of like the books about cleaning. And I would just uh, sit and read through them. Not the whole thing, but just kind of, you know, shuffle through them and try to see if there was a book like this on on the market at the time. And it was a lot of organizing and a lot of um, tips, you know, like mix this and mix that. And that's how you can get rid of the stain, like that kind of stuff. But there was no book about a system. Right. So I was like, great, this is so, I'm I'm not reinventing the wheel. This is going to be unique. And I'm going to fast forward here for for a jiffy because (laughs) I started doing interviews for the book. I was like, oh, there's no book like it on the market. And then one day I realized, okay, I just had like three or four interviews where I said there's no, but I never thought about Google. I never thought about <laughs> I'm like, 33 years ago, you got to come back. I'll get it coming to the time that we're in now. So I got a little nervous. So I did a lot of research. And um, and if anybody out there wants to help me find something, I mean, I, I just couldn't. I still did not find a book about a system. There are thousands if you, I'm, I'm going to look that number up 
You know, when you look up Google, if you, if you look up like organizing or you look up any word and it'll tell you how many searches there are, like sometimes right. there's millions. <laughs> Go look that up. So there's that, there's so many about organizing and tips. Again, it's the same stuff that there was 34 years ago. So anyway, um, so that was it. So I write the book. Um, I'm excited as heck. I just want to, I want the whole world to know about this because this book isn't about one person. It's not about the person that does the cleaning. This book is about the whole family. If you think about that, right? It's because mm -hmm. if the person charged with doing the cleaning has the cleaning done, so the whole house is clean. So the whole, everybody in the house gets to reap the benefits of that, right? Because we all know how good we feel when it's done. It's something about clean that makes you feel free. I, mm -hmm. I say it's like, it's like, I know this sounds crazy, but it really does feel like that to me. Like somebody could just put angel wings and I could fly. Like, you know what I mean? It's just freeing and, um, and it's done. And so that person is in a better mood because it's done. And that obviously affects everybody, you know? And what happens when you get something done three to four hours faster than you had it done before, you get an extra three or four hours of time for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And when you have time to do something for yourself, that makes you a much better person to be around when it comes to the rest of the family. So sure. I realized I have to do something. So I did try, you know, we, I revisit the book once in a while and, and kind of modernize it a little bit with products and suggestions or whatever. And then, um, and then try again. And this, it was the same old story. And so I did that maybe two or three times throughout the years. And then guess what hit you guys? Yes, yes, yes. It's the whole famous COVID-19. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> pandemic. <that> thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I was like, the heck with all this, the heck with the way I've been living, like everything, my business, my real business, everything changed because I was dealing with people you know, sure. in their homes and, and stuff like that. And so I was like, it's, you know, I, I have to change. But, you know, in order for your life to change, you have to change the way you think. Right. And it takes that before you have to change the way you think in order to change the way you do things. And right. so I realized I had to do that. So I hire a, like a life coach and I just got mixed with a group of people that was able to find out that there was such a thing today is called co-publishing. And that was a game changer for me. And that's when nice. I realized, I realized two things. What's my book about? Cleaning. What's going on right now at that time, right? Everybody's locked Cleaning. in the house all by themselves. All this family. I did an interview a couple of weeks back and the guy was telling me about the divorce rate since COVID happened. <laughs> yeah. Skyrocketing. Yeah, people were like, yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> well, maybe I could cut out some of the divorce rates. <laughs> you know, I could get people out to get the house clean real fast. Maybe that would be one less argument. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so, um, so here we are. That's kind yeah. of how it all happened. Excellent. Yeah, because I was I was curious if you had a, you know you you covered this, but I I was curious if you had thought uh, you know it was one of those things where you're just like, well, I guess I should write a book, but it sounds like that's something you had planned on earlier, and you just kind of you just had to find your way into it to make it yeah. happen, and so I, I think that's kind of cool because it's no longer just something that happened, but it was a goal that you set for yourself. So yeah. I just needed an outlet to have some way to spread this out, and the other goal if we're talking about goals that I have. Um, 
is, and I'm going to clarify this after I state it, is that I want, my goal is to put a million books out there. Now, right. a lot of people think, oh, okay, somebody wrote a book, they're going to sell you a million books, so they're thinking about the dollar signs. But I just want to go back to 33 years ago and remind everybody how excited I was that when I found this, I just had this burning desire to share it with the rest of the world because I knew what a difference it made in my life. And so I knew what a difference it could make in their life. When you read the book, No Time to Clean, listen to Pauline, it really does help you stop thinking about cleaning. And it takes you to what I like to call a guilt-free zone, right? A place where a system will save you from spending endless hours and and doing, doing a job that we've always only randomly done in the past. And, and, and just to go a little bit further with that, the, the book is written into two parts. First, five chapters of the book don't discuss anything about how to clean. Okay. Only until I get to chapter six, where you start to get the instructions. Are you curious about what the first five chapters could possibly Well, you have, you have an attention. <laughs> I spend five chapters going into... The psychology of why we hate cleaning, the psychology of how to make us not hate cleaning, and the science behind it. So remember, I was talking about like the uh, the conveyor belt story, right? Mm-hmm. That's in there to explain to people about the difference between going back to like I'm going to clean the house today, and when we when we look at you know why do we hate cleaning? There's more than one reason. The biggest one they take so long. But now let me tell you something. If you do the system. And the cleaning doesn't take so long anymore. That removes that element, right? The next part is about, let's think about how we approach this subject. In the past, people have used this word that my book outlaws, you're not allowed to use this anymore once you read my book, or even if you listen to this, you can't use this word anymore, is rags, right? So people will pull out their nice, pretty cleaning rags and who wants to clean automatically i'm like sick to my stomach (laughs) just looking at these things i had to save some for you guys (laughs) (laughs) um so we think about it as a dirty job right what if we could change that mindset and in my book this is something i never changed the industry adopted this 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 phrase i said we're not calling them rags anymore we're calling them cleaning cloths and what I told people to do back in the day was go to your favorite like linen, linen store and buy your favorite color face cloths because face cloths are the perfect size, they're absorbent. So they were really good cleaning tools. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, buy colors that make you happy. Well, lo and behold, time goes on and we get, what do we get? Microfiber sure. cleaning cloths. Look at the colors, right? So you see the difference right off the bat with just that aspect. The other one, so that's that's part of the tool aspect, right? The other one is because we use, we think of the word, which most people think of the word dirt when you're cleaning. I got to clean dirt, okay? Mm-hmm. So how do we dress, especially the ladies out there? Put our old crappy jeans on, some old shirt that's stained, right? <laughs> like, and uh, pull our hair up in a ponytail, no makeup, whatever. And and so automatically. How are you guys feeling about this task we have to do? That one takes so long. That two, you're dealing with the rags with the oil on it stained from the garage. <laughs> right. Who's right, a yeah. happy camper right now? <laughs> imagine, this is going to be a surprise, but imagine that one of your, let's say, either high school or college buddies comes to town and surprises you. 
and it's it's the 12 o'clock Saturday time frame. And so you're dressed to, you know, start the cleaning. And they come knocking at the door and they say, hey, let's go to lunch. How do you want to look? <laughs> I tell people, dress in a way that you would feel good enough to take off the rubber gloves, wash your hands, grab your keys, and roll. In other words, let's go back to what I was doing. I was in school for four hours every morning. I was also involved in a lot of extracurricular activities, and I was president of organizations and stuff. And so oftentimes after classes, I'd have to meet with the president of the university and, you know, whatever. I didn't have enough time to change. So whatever I was wearing for the day is what I was wearing. And you want to know in all those years how many outfits I ruined? Zero. And that's what made me real, unless you're cleaning with bleach, which of course you want to be, you know, a little careful with. But um, other than that, nothing happens, right? It's like, I mean, think about it when you're cleaning. Like what bad things happen to your clothes, you know? So Mm -hmm. the point is, is that, you know, if you ordinarily wear a little bit of makeup, put a little bit of makeup on. Um, You know, the ponytail I can see, because you know why you hear all falling in your face, it kind of drives you crazy, you know. But it doesn't have to be a sloppy ponytail, you know. But again, with that scenario in mind, that you could just, if, oh, let's say one of your kids get hurt, you know, and you got to drive into the emergency room. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you feel good enough about yourself, like you're not embarrassed. And, um, and then we go into things like the difference between um, cleaning and organizing. So I've had a lot of OCD feedback on my book, and you're going to love this, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I go into this part where it says, okay, here's the deal. We want to get the house clean. We're not talking about organizing. Remember at the beginning, I gave you the definition, right? Organizing is a different thing. So we have to remember that for now on. We just want to clean. We want to be in 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 a mindset where that's the only thing that we're doing. So I tell people this. Just like we schedule the cleaning day and time for, for weekly house cleaning, schedule when you want to do the organizing, do the laundry, right. do the dishes. Mm-hmm. So it could be two hours before the 12 o'clock cleaning starts. could be the night before you put the kids' toys away, you put the laundry away, you know, you do the dishes, whatever. Um, other than that, you got another option. You guys want to guess what it is? Nap. Leave it there. <laughs> what did you say? Take a nap. <laughs> I did another interview where the guy was saying that he goes, I have a great system, Pauline. My system's really, really good. He goes, I just look at it and go, oh, my wife will do it. And she just looks at it and goes, oh, my husband will do it. Because it never gets done. I'm like, That's a good system. <laughs> the other it, option it happens. is leave it there. Now, OCD people are freaking out, right? They're like, but, 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 but I can't clean around that. I can't dust around that. Let's, let's say it's, so I say, okay, let's say whatever, whatever it is, there's a pile of something on the floor and it comes time to the vacuuming part of the system, right? And um, I say, vacuum around it. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> here's the deal. At the end of the day, the house is clean. The house is, now organizing, that's a whole nother story. That's another book. There's plenty of those, right? There you but go, right? Clean, number one. Number two is, Next week, chances are that pile is going to get moved someplace else (laughs) and you'll be able to clean that that spot, right? right? So, um, or maybe during the week, if it drives you crazy, you might do it yourself, but you guys get where I'm coming from. Yeah. It's the cleaning part. So you can look at a mess. Anybody, you can look at a mess. Oh, that takes two seconds. Have one of the kids. Hey, this is your chore. That's your chore. And you know, that's a whole nother aspect of the book. And I tell everybody, 
follow me on Instagram and Facebook because I, I, I spill a lot of beans um, between, <laughs> between those two things too, like a lot of ideas. It feels, well, do you talk about this? Do you talk about that? Do you talk about this? I'm like, well, I could make another book on all that stuff. Or you could just follow me on Instagram and um, Facebook and learn a lot of this other stuff. But this is setting you up to teach you how to actually enjoy yourself. And so this leads me to one of everybody's favorite parts. People that have read the book say, oh my God, this was hysterical. Um, so I'm being scientific and going on and on. And then I come to this part where it says, it's, you know, we're talking about getting ourselves in a good mindset, right? And now let's say it's 12 o'clock Saturday and, you know, whoever else is in the house is doing their thing, whether it's the teenagers trying to sleep or, or little kids trying to watch TV, like whatever's going on, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody, and you, I tell people, what's the one thing that makes everybody happy? Ice cream. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to say ice cream. <laughs> well, ice I take cream, it that's not it. Maybe that could be the reward after you clean. But oh. the one thing that makes everybody happy is music. And so oh, I won't argue that. Yeah, right. And so I tell everybody, blast your favorite music. So here's the deal. If you've got teenagers in the house, which obviously is a whole different genre of music, <laughs> like whatever, anybody complains, tell them that the next time they do the weekly house cleaning, they can play their favorite music. <laughs> I like that a lot. When you're the one cleaning, you can choose the music. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like, didn't you have that role in the car when you were young? I used to do that to mm-hmm. my daughter. She always wanted to change the station. I'm like, no, when you learn how to, of course, it came back to bite me in the butt. Right? <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. And therein lies the problem right there. Uh, <laughs> I have a 15 year old and although yeah. we have very similar music tastes, there are some outliers that she will put on that, that I would have. So, yeah, but there's enough <laughs> be- between. See, because, so that's a whole nother topic because so in my family where we've been able to navigate this because, you know, there's the old Donnie and Marie song, you know, a little country. I'm a little rock and roll. Yeah, that whole yeah, thing, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, that's my wife and I, my wife is very much into country music, show tunes, uh, things along those lines. I'm very much into, you know, hard rock, grunge, rap, you know, that kind of stuff. And so, but we've, we've found some things that some, some middle ground there. Right. Uh, and my, my daughter uh, has taken after my musical taste. So the, but there's things that my daughter and I can listen to uh, that we'll listen to around my wife that my wife, um, won't go on a murderous rampage for. So, uh, I'm curious now though, Tim, with your musical taste and Shana's musical taste, can you at least agree on the, the Hamilton soundtrack then? I would have to listen to the Hamilton soundtrack in order to agree with it. But it's rap, so you should. You should try. I it. should. And and I, I should. Honestly, we're we're actually trying to get tickets to for Hamilton's coming coming around. Oh my gosh! And it's so I, I was looking at we, we entered. Really yeah, we entered the, this is so off topic, but we entered the the Hamilton uh, lottery for it, and we're trying mm. to if we can get a couple of tickets. I am oh, going to go. Um, I'd like to see it. I'd like to. I'm I what you may not know about me, Pauline, is that I loathe musicals. I despise them. I think they're horrible in every sense, form and fashion. Um, and I will not stop giving him crap about it. Ever. So the only yeah, there's only like been one, maybe two in the history of humankind that I was like, yeah, that's not so bad. That's actually decent. Um, but anyway, so this one I wanted to check out because it's, you know, it's it's a different uh, different animal as far as I'm concerned. But but yeah, that might be one. But yeah, so, so music definitely is, you know, definitely something that can, that can change the mindset. So, you know, no time to clean listen to Pauline. Let me show you guys something else too um, that I want to talk about when, we, when, we're, when we're actually talking about the book itself, because 
when we get to um, the second half of the book where it actually starts telling you, okay, this is what you do. This is how you set things up. I literally have maps <laughs> drawn in there <laughs> to tell you where to start. I have illustrations to so show you how to set up your cleaning products in, in a central location. Like it, let me just say, I leave no stone unturned. You will have no questions when you're done with the book. Okay. Like here's what I started thinking about, right? So the book, as you will see, can you see this? Mm -hmm. See how thin that is? Right. I call it a manual style book. Now, two things. One is the whole purpose of writing the book was to help people not get stressed out and to give them more time. So why would I write anything that's big and bulky? That's number right. one, right? So it's like, get to the point. Just get to the point. So when you get to chap from chapter six on where it's okay, this is what you do. Bam, 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 bam. I started thinking about, well, let's see now. What are people going to do? Like drag the book around in the room? And, and, and you know, you got a book like this. You got to keep it open. It's, you know, especially when, oh, look, even this guy's got one of my pictures in there. <laughs> but it's hard to keep open. And, and it's, you know, it's cumbersome. So with the whole point of this is have a system move fast, bam, bam, bam. So I got this brainstorm in the back of the book. You'll see where you can go on my website. There's a bonus in there. And you can, I, what I did was I created um, printer friendly um, outlines. So there's nothing special on there. It's just plain old outlines. And so you can put those in your bucket. The other thing about that is, so some people like, oh, I'm going to have to print that out a hundred times. And I'm like, here's the deal. That is not the case at all. I pretty much can guarantee you the most would be three times that you would have to read the sheet. The reason for that is because this is so intuitive. It's where do you start? You start in one end and you work in a circle and you always work from up to down. You're out of that room. You go to the next room and even that's a circle. When you come in the house, what room do you start in? It's all mapped out for you, you know? And so where do you do? And so it, after, after three times would be the most I could imagine that you would have to read, you know, what to do. Maybe the bathroom, maybe, maybe maybe three times because there's so much, right? That's up. That's the room that takes the most time, right? That's the most disgusting room of the house. Yeah, that's the room the most, that, that's the most to do. But the other thing too, I'll tell you, Kathleen, which, you know, when you, because this book was written not just for people that normally do weekly house cleaning. This book was written to help people teach them why doing weekly house cleaning matters. Because right. you know that overwhelmed feeling that you get when it's just too much? Mm -hmm. What happens to so many people, they're just, they're just over it. They, they can't, they look at it. I, you're smiling really big, Tim. <laughs> he, he's thinking about the getting overwhelmed at the concept of cleaning and the, yeah, <laughs> nope, mm -mm, we'll do it later. It's just too much. And so, so two things happen. One is when you have a system to tackle it. So when you're following directions to something, it takes away that element of having the negative thoughts. And you'll see that it, it just gets done. And, and one of the things that so many people tell me that motivates them to even start, because that's the hardest thing, right? Is to start, right. Um, is the thought of what the feeling is when they're done. And so when I was writing the book, I was thinking about the people that don't do this every week. And if they did, how much nicer and easier, the overwhelmed part, that disappears. And so, and that it goes back to the pile on the floor. Like, so if you don't get it this week, you'll get it next week, but the rest of the house is clean. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, I wrote the book for not just the people that clean every week, but the people that that don't and you know, get overwhelmed. The other thing that's really important that I mentioned over and over and over again in my book is again, let's go back to the reader, right? I dedicated the book to the reader. So that doesn't mean that Pauline wrote this book and you have to follow everything to the letter. That was not the intent of the book. The intent of the book was to teach you that if you use a system, you could get the job done faster and better. And it's your, it's your house. It's your life. Okay. So I can suggest this is the way you should start. This is what you should do. But if you already have a system or you start this system, you find something that works better for you. Mm -hmm. I I had people tell me that they live like in uh, condominiums or apartments where um, they, they have a little system, like they will do the laundry on the cleaning day, but what they do is the laundry is not in the house. It's in another building or something. So they'll take the laundry, they'll take it down there and they know they got a half hour before it's ready. So they'll do something in that half hour, then they go change it out. Then right. they know what they're doing. So you get what I'm saying? So even though I say don't do laundry when you're cleaning, I still would like to stick to that for the most part. Right. But if it's the, you only have this much time to do it, then start the laundry clean, switch the laundry clean. That, that yeah. actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Find what works for you. The one thing I want people to be able to take away from no time to clean, listen to Pauline is that if you use a system to do anything in a positive attitude, it will be done better and faster and it will make you a happier person. So on that same sort of train of thought, I was thinking about how how a lot of people grew up with the, well, we're only going to clean because we've got company coming over. Make sure that the house is spotless because grandpa's coming. Right. That sort of That sort of mentality around cleaning. And do you think that that, that sense of guilt or those negative feelings make it so that people are, are struggling even with your book to still set up that system? Yes, yes. Because you have to understand that we, we talked earlier about kids, right? And how mm-hmm. we train them. And we don't realize what we do to them when we do stuff like that. So what happens is we put, we say, oh my God, grandpa's coming. Okay, everybody's on high alert now. What happens to the whole energy in the house? Grandpa coming is not like a happy, pleasant thing. It's right, like, oh, right. God, grandpa's coming. So now mom is yelling at all of us. You got to do this. You got to, you, you get where I'm going. I don't have to keep grandpa's going. coming. And suddenly you have to dust the top of light switches. Yeah, it's a negative connotation. Instant stress. And that's why I'm saying, now here's, let, let me go back to what you were saying a little bit, Kathleen, because here's another thing I talk about it. And this is, remember I was saying I spill a lot of beans when I'm in the social media, but I tell people, want to know what one of the beautiful things is about when you do weekly house cleaning? When there's a week that you say, I'm not doing the weekly house cleaning this week. Nothing bad happens. Because it's true. do it all the time. So when you go, you know, I mean, maybe you want to clean out the, the sink, the kitchen, I mean, the bathroom sink or the toilet bowl or something, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. there's nothing, I mean, you do it every week. How bad could it be when you go back next week? It's not going to be that big of a deal. So you can tell the kids, hey, let's, or your husband, whatever, you know, like, hey, we're not, I'm not doing weekly house cleaning today. Let's go to the zoo at 12 o'clock on Saturday. We're not cleaning. We're, do you see what that does? For not just the energy for everybody in your house, but what you're setting up as a as a role model for your children. Like right. you're not you're taking away that negative, horrible feeling, that negative connotation or association. And when you when you get yourself on a schedule and you have a weekly house cleaning, it's not piling up on you. You're not trying to deep clean every week. It's yeah. a 
Yes. It's not as bad because I just did this last week. Exactly. And here's another thing. So you brought up another beautiful point that I I did on social media, right? Where, um, let's say, because some people get, you know, there's the OCD people that I have to clean the outside of the windows. I have to clean, you know, I have to clean the the cupboards. I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, the drawers, the doors and all that stuff. I mean, of course you want to clean the countertops, you know, but, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Save that, save that little project for, let's say we're going to skip weekly house cleaning this week. And then we can do those little projects like the outside of the windows or the cupboards or some other little project that's not in your weekly house cleaning. Right. Again, separating things out. And, um, and so you're taking away again, because that's another thing with the book. Um, no time to clean. Listen to Pauline is a book about weekly house cleaning. That's the thing that a lot of people don't get. They just think it's like a lot of tips, you know, which I do have a couple of really great ones, but I want to, before we um, move on, I did want to mention, because this really intrigues a lot of people. I think it's cool too, but I am the only the 15th person in the world that has augmented reality in her book. Are you guys familiar with augmented reality? I was actually going to ask you about that. So yeah, please, please tell us about it. So augmented reality, I was fortunate enough to partner to co-publish my book with a company called Hasmark Publishing. They're the first publishing company in the world to have augmented reality in their book. And I know that when I speak to the tech guys, they get really excited. And I'm like, okay, well, it's not that deep right now, but it's, you know, like everything else that's ever started with technology, it's baby steps, right? It's going to get better and better. But what we have is what we call markers in the book. And my marker just happens to be an oyster with a pearl in it because I have this thing on social media called Pauline's Pearls. And so it will give you product recommendations and stuff, which I don't do in the book. I tell you what to buy, but I don't tell you brands. When you put you on the first page of the book, it gives the instructions to how to augment, how to download the, um, the AR app. And so when you get to one of those markers in the book, you just hold your phone over the marker and the video pops up. And you get to see whatever the the author wants you to see. Sometimes, like, I know a couple of authors before me that they had it in their book. They wrote children's books. So it was just a a video of the actual author reading that page or something, you know. Um, Again, this is baby steps, so they're not long. They have to be really short. But it's still really kind of cool, you know. And so for mine, what I did was I I put uh, three in there. And they actually show you, there's a little square of me talking, but they show doing the actual trick. I like to call them tricks instead of tips. Sounds more like more. Okay, fun. cool. So, so that's what the augmented reality is. It's really, nice. really cool. That is really yeah, was, cool. Yeah, I was looking at that on your on your website last night, and I didn't have a chance to, you know, to, to do any more research on it. So I was like, I'll ask her about it tomorrow. So I'm glad you brought that up. That was something I was looking at, and I thought that was kind of neat because I don't, I cannot recall another book that I've seen that offered on. So for yeah. me, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. So. And you're right for us, us uh, people who like to get into techie type things that that was what piqued my interest was like, ooh, what's augmented reality? Last week I, had, I had somebody that I'm like, you're the first person that's ever done that, right? Right as we brought it up, he literally ordered the book on Amazon. Oh, that's cool. Because he wanted to see the, he's so, so excited about the AR. Right. Yeah, you got to see what it is. <laughs> well, you know, if the being excited about the AR makes it so that then he figures out how to be excited about house cleaning. Bam. And then you've done your job. Yeah, you've done your job. There you go. All right. So Pauline, you have been a very busy woman over the course of your personal life, your, your, your business life, your career. 
Um, I, I read a little bit of your bio and I got sleepy. Uh, because you're 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 just you are go go go, yeah. uh, you, you know you seem to have a high motor and, and that's awesome. And so I always like to know with high motor people, what's next? So you've written this book. What what's what's next on on the docket for yeah. Pauline, Irene, Stacy? Interesting you ask, and interesting you ask it that way. While I was publishing this book, <laughs> your brain doesn't stop spinning. <laughs> right. Ideas come into play, and so I actually do have um, two other really, really, really cool ideas um, cool. for books. My goal is to really get this out there and so people to really understand me. And if you, and I, I didn't know that if you read this book and you go, okay, I get how this chick thinks, like I'm buying her next book, whatever the heck it is, because, mm -hmm. right. because it's simple, it's to the point, And it's going, if you look at my little thing here where it says teaching people how to save time, money, and stress, with practical solutions to everyday common problems of keeping their home clean and improving the quality of life. So my next two ideas are completely and totally off the wall different, but we'll do exactly that, help improve the quality of your life. So they're in okay. my head. They've already started to kind of take, take shape. Um, but yeah, there's always something in the, there's always something, something in the works at least. All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So I have... I have a silly question. I know we've done the serious things. We've talked about your book. We've talked about what's coming next, but I like to be the sillier person because I can, why not? So Pauline, what fictional character do you identify most with and why? That's an interesting question. Cause I don't really do a lot of that kind of stuff, but, um, I'm gonna, but when I say it, you have to listen to the why part. <laughs> We will, definitely. Go, your mind's going to go someplace else, but um, Fred Flintstone. All right. <laughs> okay. Why? <laughs> so, because um, if you've ever watched the Flintstones, um, you'll see he's very hard-headed. And when he gets an idea in his brain, like nobody is telling him that he can't do it, how to do it. Nobody stops him, not his wife, not his best friend, not his boss, right? And he sticks to it. And so I'm going to have to go with Fred Flintstone. That's and, a good answer. That is a really good answer. And see, here I was just thinking you wanted to go barefoot. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pauline, we have loved talking about your book with you today. And thank you for so, so much information about it. Where can our viewers and our listeners go to find out more about your work and what you've got coming? You know how I like to keep everything simple? So it's just my name, PaulineIreneStacy.com. That's, awesome. That'll take you to the website. That will take you to the book. It will take you to future books. Um, same thing with Instagram and Facebook. It's just my name and um, piece of cake. And if you have any questions or anything like that, please always feel free. I, I'm the one that answers everything. So whether it's a question about cleaning or it, even if it's off the wall, um, you know, I, I still have been around the block, so I can still help out with a lot of different things. We will definitely be linking your website for our viewers. So I want to remind everybody, if you haven't done it already throughout the course of this conversation, uh, want to make sure that you remember, please remember to hit that little subscribe button. It's the one down there at the bottom of the screen. Just hit it the one time. That's all we need to do. And it makes sure that we get more amazing guests like Pauline today to have these great conversations that, uh, you know, sometimes the things that we talk about in pop culture are the things that we see on the screen. Sometimes the things in pop culture we talk about are the things that affect our everyday life. And this is certainly something that affects our everyday life, which frees up more time for us to watch the things that are on the screens. So please subscribe 
it's going to help us more than you know. And be sure to check out Pauline on her website, paulineirenestacy.com. Go find her book on Amazon, buy it, and revolutionize the way that you clean your house and the way you live your life. And remember, kids, pop culture, it's all around us. It influences every single part of our lives. So be sure to come back next week because we'll have your fix waiting right here for you on Pop Culture Addicts. Thank you again. Thank you guys so much. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to Pop Culture Addicts. If you're interested in being a guest on a future episode of Pop Culture Addicts, you can reach us on either Instagram or Twitter by using the handle at PCA Pod Show. You can also email us at PCAPodshow at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2021 Pop Culture Addicts. Reference to any specific product or entity mentioned on this podcast does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation of by Pop Culture Addicts or any of its sponsors. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity that they represent. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact us via email at pcapodshow at gmail.com.